0: Hi, this is Noah, uh, the host. Um, I guess I'm trying to uh, start my podcast series and right now uh, I don't have a really good title for it but I want to start and I think right now I can start and I think this this one I'm going to talk about uh, injustice and inequality and I have a lot of good input put on it i've talked to a lot of people about it i'm not going to interview anyone today uh maybe we'll go back to a different topic on this uh, another time with some interviews so um i was talking to my friend uh and today we were talking about you know in- inequality and you know i've wanted to be a lawyer for a long time and i think right now being a lawyer is we're gonna be really effective because our society, our government, is uh, struggling to, you know, be fair and equal to other people. Um, my my friend brought to my attention stuff that I didn't know about, um, and I think I think we as a society need to take matters not into our own hands, but you know, if we have power or something, we gotta use it to make sure people that aren't what n- people that don't get treated fairly, uh, different races than people of white uh, they don't get treated um, My one of my other friends was uh, he's African American uh, he's a great guy, hilarious awesome, love him to death but he, he, he said I want to go to Georgia because I want to experience the real racism stuff and I think you, no one should ever have to be able to say that. I think nobody should be like, "Oh, I want to go to somewhere because I want to feel that." I, I think nobody should ever know what it is to feel being getting uh, verbally and physically abused or assaulted because they're because of they're not the same people. I, I I think that's bullshit. I I think people need to be able to be people who they are. Uh, I. I think people, uh, police officers, uh, abuse their power because think they have the badge, they can do whatever they want, which is not true. Just because you have a badge means you have to enforce the law. Okay, it does not mean you are above the law, but it means that you need to make sure people are doing the right stuff. there's this film out and book Just Mercy by Bryan Stevenson, a great book, I loved it. I think what he's doing is really, really important right now. He's helping people that have been falsely accused, uh, sentenced to death or life in prison when they are not guilty and the judge rules them guilty because of they're not them, they're not white. I think that's bull and I think we should, you know, help him out. Um, uh, my my goal right now is to become a lawyer so I can help people, you know, not like... If you did it, you did it, right? But you don't get special treatment because of what you look like. That's not fair. Uh, if the, the, the I think I legally can't be president. I think I can help change things the way that I run. I think we need to be able to... Uh, we need to change things we need to uh what's the word our our our, our government is ruled by this a uh, uh, power that uh, since i'm in charge i can do whatever i want and get away with it but i i think we need something to stop that i think we need you know a stronger background check uh, people that aren't biased i think we need to equal people that are white and that aren't white i think we need people that are women and aren't women. I think we just need people that aren't all what we are. And I think people, uh, African-Americans, and not white people, uh, I think what they need most right now is, I think they need to be able to see that people care. Black lives matter. Like, black lives matter, okay? To, To start, people say, well, all lives matter. And, uh. I agree but to get there we need to focus on black lives matter uh because if we can't do black lives matter then no then all lives don't matter because you're just saying well sure all lives matter except for this but that's not true we need black lives to matter first and then we can go to all lives matter or even then if black if we finally get people to realize how corrupt our government is and how racist our government is and then we can start nailing people that aren't. There There are laws, right, to do that. But they don't enforce the laws because they don't, like, they think they're higher up and they can do whatever they want. But that's not fair for anybody, for anybody. Um... Uh... I was... I was talking to my friend and he was telling me that there's this case in 1960s. I totally don't know what's name. But this dude was up north in Massachusetts. And there, you can talk to white people without getting in trouble or getting racist, right? And this dude had to move down to Alabama because his uncle needed help and his mom wanted to help him get a job and stuff in Alabama. And he talked to a white person and the white lady said, a white woman, I should say, cause that's even worse down south. The white woman went and talked up to his father or his husband and said this person did this to me and so you know they kidnapped him they murdered him uh there's a bunch of people that jumped him and uh he got really really injured and his face was distorted and you they couldn't tell that it was him at first they they didn't know who it was and uh they went to court right because you know a guy died right they went to court uh, but, of course, at 1960s in Alabama, there was an all-white j- jury, right, and a white judge. And, of course, they ruled in favor of the, the person charged with murder. So they said, nope, didn't happen, right. But then uh, a couple of months later or weeks, uh, this magazine asks the them to tell their story about what happened. And they admit they kidnapped him, yeah, and then they killed him. But since, of the they got away with it and got paid for telling their story. And that's not fair for him, the person who passed away, for the, their mom, for anybody. And that makes people scared because then they can't go out talking to people. They can't be themselves. Um, I know I was talking to my mom once. Um, she was talking and she was talking to people about how and the 2016 election when Donald Trump was named President of the United States, people were scared to go places, because now they thought that you can be openly racist now, because our president was so focused on deporting and making immigration not happening here, and taking kids away from their families, and stuff like that. They thought, well, now, if that's our president, I can be openly racist. So people, Uh, African-Americans and people that aren't white uh, were were scared and were getting called names and stuff in in places that you wouldn't, like, expect them to be called. And openly at a grocery store, my mom told me. It's like my friend openly got called the N-word at at a grocery store, um, and it was just out of the blue. And it's like, well, that's not fair because, like, it's just not right. See, I, I, I wanna I wanna picture of uh, something I wanna I want a society that's equal and fair for all all, all living people. I, I wanna be able to have people go out into the store and pick up a, a six pack of beer without having to be stopped and like, you know, checked over. Um I, I think people what people are doing isn't fair. Uh there is this one clip and Men in Black Three, where Will Smith and the player who played K, uh, or something I don't know, went and went. It, it was like the fifties or something, right? And this dude was in a really cool car, like and but he got pulled over because he was African American, and the cops said they had no logistics pulling him over, like he wasn't speeding. Everything was fixed. They just pulled him over to make sure he wasn't doing anything dumb. But that's not fair. Um, I think not all cops are bad. I, I think I should say that before I get people thinking that I think all cops are bad. That's not true. I know a lot of good cops that help people. I have this cop in where I live. His name is... I I won't tell you his name because legal reasons. But uh, he's awesome. He's friendly. He's nice. He's so supportive. And, you know, I think he's fair to everybody that he talks to. I think he he doesn't let people get away for doing dumb stuff because they're white. And he also doesn't treat other people that aren't white unfair. He's fair to all people. And I I think that we can have a, a government that's like that. I think right now that dream is harder to get to because of the way everything' is looking right now uh, but I don't think it's impossible I think it's achievable but we need help we need we need people to to realize that we need to start speaking up and protests matter yes they do because then they start like erasing the government making them aware but we need people in power to do that we need people that are in Congress and Senate to start speaking up for us we, we uh, as citizens of the United States, we have rights. We have our right to be heard. And right now, we're not being heard as well as we should be. So, I think everything that's happening so far, we we need to start taking this stuff back into control. We need to be able to ha- make everything equal. Um, this 2020 election, uh, as you know, uh, the associations prep, or something, I don't know, ruled that Joe Biden was going to be the president of the next four years. I I think, in all fairness, I think if we can convince him to start doing stuff, like, he has so many great ideas, I I, I don't want to get into that in this episode, I think if we can get him to hear our voices, which I think he will be listening to, I think we need to be able to um, allow that to happen, I think. If he listens to us and does stuff about it, we can try and help it. Now, uh, the House of Representatives, no, the Senate is controlled by Republicans, and Joe Biden's a Democrat. So I think the Republicans are going to try really hard to stop what Joe Biden's doing. But I think there are some Republicans that will listen to Joe Biden and think he's right. Think that uh, we need to, we need to not start over, but we need to take change in action. And I know there are people that need to. Um, I saw this Instagram post uh, today. Um, uh, What was it? Um, Willie Simmons uh, was Willie Simmons at just 25 was sentenced to life in prison with no hope of parole for stealing $9 in 1982. Willie has been in prison for 38 years and he is 62 years old now. Willie was handed his great Uh, outrageous sentence under the Habitable Felony Offenders Act, which is also known as Alabama's three-strike law. He had three prior non-violent convictions, and his fourth consisted of him wrestling a man to the ground and stealing his wallet, which contained $9. Because of this fourth sentence, Willie was labeled a violent offender and sentenced to die in prison. His trial lasted 25 minutes, and his appointed attorney called no witnesses, over the years, Willie has filed for several appeals without legal assistance and was denied every single time. Based on a 2014 change in Alabama laws, he seems to have no options left. This is unacceptable. Willie has had not not had a visitor since 2005 when his sister passed away. He has no regular contacts via phone or email, but we can change that. We can write to him we can talk to people we need to let know willie that no let no willie has we need willie to know that he's not alone that he's people looking out for him system has stolen willie's entire life and yet he still remains hopeful that we can give him justice and we can we just need to do it so you can call you can call governor k ivy Lieutenant Governor Will Ainsworth, Senator Richard Selby, Speaker of the House, Mack McCutcheon, and, and say, Hello, my name is XX. My name is blank. I am calling to urge you to commute the sentence of Willie Simmons, who has unjustly sentenced to life in prison. Do not steal his remaining years. Let Willie enjoy the rest of his life out of a cage. If you find value in human life, you will fight for Willie's. I think that's important, because I think this dude, African-American, got wrongfully convicted to stealing nine dollars no parole no parole no nothing no opportunity to it's just dumb because he had he he had three non-violent felon convictions right and the fourth one they're like okay now you have to go to jail because it's your fourth one that's dumb I know a lot of people who have done way worse stuff way more times and are still out walking and talking right now. And I, I think that's not fair. I think we need to be able to have just because he's African-American. You know, I, I I saw this on the internet one time. The, these people, this white person went into a hairdresser in a, a downtown area a suburb. And, you know, there, there are these two African people, a male and a female. And the female was talking, being really disrespectful to the white person. And their reason was because all people, they thought all white people are racist to them and yell at them for coming in that they can do the same. But this man stood up and said, we don't even know. they. She just wanted a haircut. It's not fair to assume anything. And that's not fair for us to assume that she's bad. And, and we need to be able to let people realize that not all people are bad. And not all, no one, not... Not all people are bad. I just think we should learn that. If anything, if anybody's listening to this, I think we need to learn not all people look bad. People make mistakes. People do dumb stuff all the time. I do dumb stuff. It doesn't mean we're a bad person. It just means we need a mistake and we need to work on progressing that. Um... Uh, I think people get wrongfully convicted every time. Every day people get wrongfully convicted because of who they are as a person. I think that's not fair. People are people no matter what. I think we all need to realize that. And the sooner we do, the sooner this government can get better and the sooner we can have a better democracy. Uh, I'm gonna definitely pick back up at this later, at a later time, but right now, I'm going to stop, and I will get some interviews going on my next couple of episodes, and we're just going to talk about what it's like. My friend will introduce them to you. We'll talk about why he, what, what it's like to be that, and I'll talk to people who's older and are African-American and how their lives have been changed. Um, so my first episode, signing off, this is Noah Berg talking to you about life stuff.